welcome back to the Playlist of Life podcast. I'm Molly. And I'm Eliana. And we're gonna, today we're going to start this off by talking about some of our favorite songs, like we always do. Yeah, so if you're new to the podcast, we started this podcast really because of our love and mutual love for music, and specifically Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. But... Um, really talking about our mutual love for music, so we start every episode with a song that we've been loving recently. We have taken a little break recently for the summer, but we're back and better than ever. Yeah, we'll get into kind of where we've been, but yeah, we're back to our every other week episodes. So, my song for this week is Never Be Alone by Shawn Mendes, and basically I'll get into it a little bit more when we talk about where we have been, but... I was at camp this summer, and it was my last summer as a camper at my sleepaway camp that I've been going to for eight years. And so at the end of the summer, we all, the oldest age group, which is the one that I was in, puts on a play. And at the end of the play, you, you sing a song, um, a very sentimental song, and it kind of like encompasses your like camp experience. So we chose Never Be Alone by Shawn Mendes, and so that song now just holds a lot of weight in my heart and like just thinking about like the amazing experiences that I've had and the relationships that I've made and just like how much I love my camp and all the people that are there so I really love that song and it's just been it has such a deeper meaning now and my song isn't as sentimental but I chose how you get the girl by Taylor Swift I've never really listened to this song I always kind of skip it when I'm listening to 1989 and for some reason, I decided not to skip it, like, last week. And I've really just been listening to this song on repeat. I realized how good it was. It's just so fun, upbeat. Like, it's a great summer song, end of summer. Just, it's such a fun song. So I love How You Got the Girl by Taylor Swift. And speaking of Taylor Swift... Our world imploded a few weeks ago. At the VMAs. When Taylor Swift, when she won one of her awards, announced her... 10th studio album Midnight will be released on October 21st. We are so excited. So basically Molly and I were driving back from somewhere but we were driving back in separate cars so we just seen each other but then like we got home separately and I saw a TikTok of the clip from her speech where she was like my new album coming. new album will be out on October 21st more information at midnight. And I called Molly I was like Molly she's making new music molly molly did you see this and molly's like what are you talking about because we were out so we weren't watching the vmas and like we thought something was gonna happen because her outfit was so look what you made me do like we really thought it was wrapped in the bathtub i was convinced that look and the rights to look what you made me do it had been five years since that single so we were like she's releasing look what you made me do taylor's version like it's the best it's amazing but i did not see this coming and there's so many, like, theories around this. I've seen millions of theories about, oh, this was supposed to come after Lover. Oh, these are the song titles. Everything about it. But I think the most important thing that Taylor Swift did, the smartest thing she did, was announcing it one year after um, Kanye West's album came out and <laughs> releasing the album um, on Kim Kardashian's birthday. That's Here's such a power move. Here's the thing. I think it was a coincidence that it's on Kim Kardashian's birthday. I do birthday. not. I think she's over it. Like, I think she's in her own world. Like, she probably didn't even realize, and now she's like, oh, darn it. I 
I picked the wrong day. You know what I mean? And I think she's so into numerology, like, 10 plus 2 plus 1. Like, I don't think she was thinking about Kim Kardashian at the moment. I think it's just a happy little coincidence, but I don't think she's like, oh, I'm so annoyed that I picked that. I think she realized it. She was like, that makes it even better. (laughs) I guess we'll never know. But Um, um, what I would do to get into Taylor Swift's head. I know. Like, I would do anything to be able to read her mind. Yeah, and the, like, premise for this album is so cool. I'm going to read what she posted on her Instagram um, in case. I'm sure if you guys listen to our podcast, you're already well aware. Yeah. But we'll read it anyway. We lie awake in love and in fear, in turmoil and in tears. We stare at walls and drink until they speak back. We twist in our self-made cages and pray that we aren't, right this minute, about to make some fateful life-altering mistake. This is a collection of music written in the middle of the night, a journey through terrors and sweet dreams, the floors we pace and the demons we face. For all of us who have tossed and turned and decided to keep the lanterns lit and go searching, hoping that just maybe, when the clock strikes twelve, we'll meet ourselves. Midnight, the stories of 13 sleepless nights scattered throughout my life, will be out October 21st. Meet me at midnight. There's so much to unpack in that. Some people are saying that song titles are hidden in there. I want to know if the songs are about her sleepless nights or she just or the songs came to her in the night, like the mm-hmm. ideas of it, because you really don't know. Is this basically a From the Vault album because she's written this over the course of her whole life? How early does it span? There's so many questions just from those like three short paragraphs that I am dying to know. Yeah, so this is going to be a really cool album, like nothing else that she's released before. And it's just so cool. And we have no idea what the album is going to sound like. People no are clue. saying, like, soft rock, like, rock pop. I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, is it going to be similar to Folklore Evermore? Is it going to be back to pop, full on rock? I really have no clue, and I'm really excited to find out. Yeah. And when it comes out, we will definitely be talking about it. Don't so. you worry. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Speaking of don't worry, <laughs> <laughs> that just happened to be a coincidence. We're also going to be talking about... Don't Worry Darling. So this is a movie with starring Harry Styles and Florence Pugh and Chris Pine, um, directed by Olivia Wilde. And this movie has stirred up a lot of controversy lately. There's a lot of drama surrounding the actors, especially Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde. And I'm not sure exactly the details of it, but I've heard a lot about it in general. And the movie actually premiered today, at Ven- the day we're recording it at the Venice Film Festival, which is um, really cool. So I'm excited to see this movie in theaters. Like, I'm usually not up for this type of movie. Like, it's usually not my favorite genre. It looks scary. It does look scary because it's kind of a thriller, but I'm actually, like, intrigued. Like, I think you're intrigued because Harry Styles starring in it. I think it's a little bit of both. Uh Uh-huh. Like, the plot does sound interesting. Mm -hmm. It sounds a little creepy, but I think I'm willing to put up with it. For Harry Styles. I and Harry Styles. the cast in general. Yeah. Like, I love Chris Pine. I love Florence Pugh. I love Harry Styles, as we know. Yeah. Um, no, it looks like it's going to be cool. I don't know if it's my thing. I think I'm definitely not going to see it in theaters. Maybe I'll wait until it's streaming. Yeah, maybe I'll do that so that I don't get freaked out. Because <laughs> I'm not a big horror thriller person. But speaking of Harry Styles, he's doing his residency shows now. He has 15 shows in Madison Square Garden um 15 in LA coming up in October and a few others scattered around the US and he has some other shows scattered around the world he announced another leg of the tour in Europe okay, and I have a question do you think he's gonna like this is his last time touring because like no. 
he's got like how is he gonna keep touring after this like how is he just gonna go on for like he's gonna have to take a long break or like isn't he tired like i really he's been touring for three years at this point what if he just decides to just keep writing albums while he's on tour and just never stop tour like as long as he keeps coming back here i really won't be that upset but it's just like crazy because like I don't. I was supposed to go put, to Sean Mendez and Sean Mendez coming back from COVID did like a couple shows and then had to cancel because it was just too much for him. So like I feel like that really made me look at how like I was like joking about like how annoying it was that Sean Mendez canceled his tour. But if you really think about it, like it's so mentally taxing to get on it stage is. every night, put on such a like face, scream and run and around and sing and and do it again, and then do it again. Like, it's crazy that Harry's been doing this for so long. And the fact that he's doing, like, probably a hundred shows, I don't know the exact number, but tons of shows in such a short period of time, like, 15 shows in one city within the span of one month is insane. And I've gone to, I'm going to two of those, and that's a lot. Right. (laughs) That's like, oh my god, it's so tiring to go to two shows in one month. Like, oh my god, I'm exhausted. But imagine him who's running laps around the stage, Every single night. He has said that when he's on tour, he's a very strict, like, goes to bed right after the show's over and, like... Well, you have to have, like, a a strict schedule if you're doing that much. But it's just really fascinating that he's going on all these tours. Seems like he's changing up the set list every once in a while because the American leg of the tour had a different set list than the Europe leg. So we'll see, like, what the next part of the set list is. But speaking of tours, there is some rumors going around that Taylor Swift is touring soon and that would be the most amazing thing ever like I think I literally would like die I would but how are we gonna get tickets like the ticket it's gonna be it's gonna be insane it's gonna be the hardest ticket to get like if you thought like Harry Styles tickets were hard like and they're gonna be millions of dollars but here's the thing she will be touring stadiums which is good because which is good because there are more seats it's not gonna be the best in stadiums it's harder to get good seats like, that's I don't just care. I just want to be in the room. I want to hear her. I literally will wait outside if I really need to. Like, prefer, pre- preferably I'll be in the stadium. Right. But right, right, right. I just need to hear her voice and see that she's real. Exactly. I also am, like, a diehard concert person. Like, yeah. concerts are my favorite thing in the world. And Taylor Swift is my other favorite thing in the world. So when she goes on I tour, I think Molly I will. will implode in the I stadium. Will. I very much will. I will also be doing everything in my power to get noticed by Her Andrea Swift so that, you so that I get to meet Taylor Swift. Of course, that would be the coolest thing ever. I wish I wish I was invited to a secret session. That would be so Same, cool. Same, but she has no way of knowing that I exist. Exactly. So that will not be happening, unfortunately. Yeah. Unless anyone wants to send Taylor Swift this podcast. Yeah. Taylor, if you're hearing this, we'd love to come. We love you very much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all of our pop culture update from this summer from the summer it's kind of a little bit focused on our favorite things but that's just because that's us yeah but now we're just gonna fill you in a little bit on where we've been this summer um and why we haven't been posting episodes so this summer i went on a teen tour and i it was incredible i went to so many cool places i went to san francisco lake tahoe um a few different places in oregon seattle whistler and vancouver a few different places in Alaska, and finally a few different places in Hawaii. And it was... Saved the best for last. Yeah. And it was the trip of a lifetime. It was amazing. I loved every part of it, except maybe Medford, Oregon. <laughs> um, but it was just an amazing trip. Highly recommend. 
like any travel. I love travel, so I loved it. It was amazing. And like I mentioned before, I was at my sleepaway camp, and it was just a crazy experience to be at my camp knowing that it's the last time I'm there as a camper. And there was just, it was so, the summer was so focused on closure and like full circle moments and continuing tradition in a way that I wasn't expecting, but that just like fulfilled me so much. And it was just such a like beautiful summer. I feel like a lot of times at camp, ever since it's your first summer, camps are focused on like the CITs or the oldest age group and like your last summer and so you've been looking up to that summer for years and years. So it's hard for it to live up to it but like it did. Like it was it was better than I ever could have imagined and now we're back home. We started school last week. Unfortunately. Yeah so Molly and I are going into our junior years of high school. Which is terrifying because our whole life everyone has been talking about junior year. It's the worst year. It's so stressful like SAT, ACT, colleges, AP classes, it's so stressful. Um, but now we're here and we have to actually start thinking about this and see if it will come to reality. So in the light of that, we wanted to make an episode about like the college process, where we are right now. Obviously, we're really early in the college process because it's only the beginning of our junior years. But we do have to start thinking about that. And then also just thinking about like ways to make it a little bit more bearable. Yeah. and try to keep it as stress-free as possible, even though I'm pretty sure that I will be having pretty frequent mental breakdowns, but me as well. we're going to do our best to keep those to a minimum. Um, so the when you're like go, figuring out what college you want to go to, there's a lot of pressure to have your entire life figured out. It's really easy to like put so much weight on every single little thing you do. On one activity, oh, well, this will look good on my college application. Oh, one math test oh this is going to stop me from getting into the college i want to go to like there's a lot of pressure on every single thing you do and i think you just need to like not catastrophize everything as much yeah and i think it's really like when you think about it like it's crazy that the way that our like society is set up is that you have to have your entire life figured out when you're 16 like Like, that's just terrifying in, in itself and i don't think you really have to like so many people going undecided or so many people switch their major so many people end up switching schools or just doing all sorts of different things and I think that it's I think that it's like easy like Molly said to catastrophize and so sometimes what we have to do is really take a moment to step back and think about the fact that even though it feels like we have to have our entire lives figured out we really don't and by the way, this whole episode, just a little disclaimer, is Molly and I talking to each other and ourselves just as much as it's talking to you guys. Yeah. We're not claiming to have all of this figured out. And we, we don't. We definitely me. don't. But we really just want to impart some of our wisdom that we've found so far in the little bit of time that we've dealt with this, plus some stuff that we've found online, just to s- kind of help you and help us through this very stressful process. So other than learning not to catastrophize, another thing that we were thinking about is really finding people that you can talk to about this, like to calm you down. And people who are going through the same thing as you, you know? So like all your friends who are in the same, like grade as you and going through all of those things, it's good to be able to talk to them and realize that you're not alone. You're not the only one feeling so stressed about these things. I'm sure everyone around you and your grade and everyone around you is just as stressed as you are if not exactly and to be able to feel less like isolated in the whole thing and realize like 
everybody's going through this, I feel like is very helpful. Yeah. And to just not feel like you're the only one that's going through it. I think another thing is distracting yourself sometimes. Like, if you find yourself thinking about college way too much. Then just, you need to separate yourself from it. Start thinking about something fun, something enjoyable, instead of only thinking about, like, your future. Another thing that you can do is kind of starting the process as early as possible so that you don't feel crammed or like you're doing it last minute. So sometimes doing things such as touring will actually calm you down. Like when you tour a college, you realize, okay, this isn't as scary as it might have seemed. Yeah. So I've only toured Vanderbilt so far. I really want to tour some other schools. Um, and I think that going there really just gives you a better feel of the school. And being able to get a sense of the school helps you narrow down that college list and just makes it all seem a lot more um, bearable and doable. And it really makes it tangible rather than being like in the abstract. Yeah, like I had... I've toured two colleges, and I had no clue what I wanted in a college. I wanted big, small, city, campus, until once I stepped on those college campuses, I feel like I kind of knew more what I wanted. I still don't know exactly what I wanted, but it made it slightly better. Yeah, because it's, like, going back to, like, having to have it all figured out, like, if you meet with a college counselor or guidance counselor, even talking with their parents, like, do you want a big school or a small school? I don't know. How am I supposed to know? Right. I haven't experienced a big school or small school, so how do I know which I want? Right. So I think being able to narrow down those choices and really see them in real life helps to kind of make the decisions easier to make. Like, my default has always been when someone says, do you want a big school or a small school? I always say medium because (laughs) I don't want to have to choose between big or small. But from what I've seen so far, I think medium is a good decision for me personally. But, like, I really don't know yet. Exactly. So these are just kind of our tips, but obviously they don't mean too much yet because we're still at the very beginning of our junior years. So we wanted to find some things online from people who know a little bit more than us um, of ways to de-stress the college process. So the first thing is to talk to your college counselor regularly, whether it's someone who works at your school or someone that you get outside of school, but that person can really help you through the process and allow you to kind of have someone with more information than you kind of take you through the steps so you feel like you're not alone on that and another thing is just to like continue a healthy attitude about college not like overstressed and to like keep your options open and keep an open mindset the next thing says dial down the pressure try to avoid the culture of comparison keep your scores to yourself and respect your friends and classmates by letting them keep theirs private as well and plan ahead so yeah i think that kind of trying to keep your test scores to yourself and just only try to compete with yourself to get better and better rather than trying to compete with others is really healthy. Um, And also focus on authenticity. So choose courses that are meaningful to you and that are interesting to you um, because subjects that are interesting to you will also, you'll likely do better in those no matter how, like, what level they are. And then... The next thing that it says is plan ahead and create a schedule. Start early and break it down into small, manageable steps. So, yeah, like we were talking about with touring colleges, like really trying to do the little things that you can as early as possible. Yeah. And make time for yourself. Be sure to, like, eat well, drink water, exercise, maintain a healthy sleep schedule. That's That's a very important. I need that. I definitely need to do. Same. I need to stop going to sleep at 3 a.m. on school days. It's really (laughs) a problem. Um, 
but those are just important tips to like keep up your like everything with your mental health well-being all around and it'll just it'll help out in the long run exactly and then also to keep everything organized so making sure that anything that you do work on towards your college exploration whether it's touring a school and you kind of like take notes on what you liked what you didn't like or start once a little bit later into the year starting of senior year when we are going to be starting to write those different prompts and essays and things like that to or like keeping a list of all the extracurriculars that you're doing like just making sure that you keep yourself organized in your or all future your community service exactly and your future th- self is really going to thank you for keeping it in order when you started yeah it'll make the application process a lot easier exactly and then the last thing that it says is manage your existing support systems and choose people whose opinions and voices you trust to offer honest feedback or challenge to hold you accountable and to encourage you along the way. So like we said, really finding people who can commiserate with you and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed as well, but also people who can encourage you to do your best and to keep pushing even when it's really hard. Yeah, exactly. So this is a shorter episode. We're just kind of getting back into the swing of things, but we want to thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow us on, on Instagram, Instagram at Playlist of Life Pod and, and on TikTok. Keep a lookout for new episodes. Yeah, and we loved talking to you today. Bye. Bye. Bye.